welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is beauty tools we love and also hate. All right, Kelsey, what are you currently watching? Um, I'm still in my shameless. I mean, there's so many seasons, so I'm I'm still <laughs> so many, so many. Also, did you know there's like a whole other shameless that um where did, I think it originated in like London, or right? Britain or something. So yeah. if you try to watch that one, you have to watch it with captions because of that cockney accent that they speak yes. in there it's it's real you have no idea what's going on yeah exactly I started my shameless uh watching with that version mm-hmm. and I was so confused yeah they're both really good though in different ways but definitely a different culture and different accents and yeah get a little confusing <laughs> um I love uh so today is currently Earth Day and I love Earth Day because Disney always puts out a new animal documentary um and this year it's about whales which I'm actually pretty stoked for um fun fact I have a narwhal tattoo on my thigh um that's so cute (laughs) it's hilarious um and then oh I've been listening to a new podcast I wanted to tell you about um it's called Casual Criminalist and I found it because the guy who does it, he does body language explanation videos on YouTube. Um, so like interviews of people like um, Chris Watts or anybody in a documentary. I actually, it was from the Cecil Hotel um, mm-hmm. interviewing the GM because people mm. think she's real suspicious. Yeah, she. I think she yeah. just has a zest for like the quirkiness of life, but she does put off a vibe. <laughs> right. Well, because like, how many people died while she was like GM of the Cecil Hotel? Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's weird. But he. Um. So people write um crime, true crime stories. Um. Act about or they write stories about true crime that's happened, and then he reads them, and he hasn't seen the stories before, so you kind of get his on the cuff reaction while he's reading these things. Um, the one I was listening to was about the um, about a child serial killer, um, 11-year-old girl who was um, choking little boys in Whoa. England. Yeah, in like the 70s, I want to say. It, of course it was. Of you course. know, it's, it always happens in the 70s. Right. Wild time. Um, but yeah, casual criminalist. He um, And he's funny. Uh, what have you been watching lately? Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Also, um, Trevor was kind of like, you should probably chill out on the true crime lately because <laughs> I've just been a little too paranoid and afraid. And random note on what you were talking about with what that guy does. Whenever I think of like people that um, like examine body language, I always think of like the magazines like Vogue and teen people back in the day. They would always have a section where they would like take celebrity couples and like examine their <sighs> body language would. together to see if they were like really in love. And looking back, that's such shitty energy, but it was always something I had to read well and I also remember them being like if a guy does this it means he's into you and yes. I and I remember devouring those too that's yeah really and it was so stupid it was it like the body language stuff was like look their bodies are like put, like matching together like they're facing each right. other that means they're into each other but if people were like facing the opposite way it was like oh look they they don't really have chemistry and I'm like whatever that's so stupid right especially like you probably just caught them at a random 
picture yes moment. exactly right. they were always like red carpet pictures which I can't imagine anything more awkward than like going on a red carpet mm-hmm. where people just like take pictures of you <laughs> gotta be yeah. so annoying but anyway um, I caught up on a bunch of episodes on the podcast sound exploder have you ever listened to this Mm-mm. I love this podcast. Each episode is under 30 minutes and the artist tears apart their song and explains how it was created. So if you're interested in listening, I'd start with the episode on the killer song when we were young. For me, that song packs a lot of emotion. So it was cool to see how each piece is like so intentional and like why they put certain pieces in the song. It was just it's just so good. I love it. Oh, so it's the actual artist speaking about Mm -hmm. it. And then at the end, um, they play the song as a whole like as you hear it you know on the radio or sometimes it's more indie artists that maybe you haven't heard of that song which I think is fun too because you can Mm -hmm. explore different pieces of music in under 20 minutes I really like that when I was in college um I was super lucky I got to take an extracurricular class um about the Beatles and it's called the Beatles and how they changed America and the guy that taught it he was part of the music department but he was just like a straight up Beatles nerd And so, but we did a lot of that with their songs. Like, so he would say, okay, so John Lennon had this part written and then Paul McCartney had this part written for another song and then they took them and they combined them. And, and that's why you got these like really phenomenal songs from them because it was actually two separate artists writing two separate songs, like not intended to combine them. And mm-hmm. then they did combine them, and so you got like double the impact. So it was, um, it was a pretty fun extracurricular class. That's awesome. I wish I could have like majored in that. And I, I really miss the days of like VH1 and right. MTV where they actually cared about explaining the music. Like I loved mm-hmm. pop up video Freaking and like anytime video. you know. Yes. And then they would always like take an artist and like do like a real documentary that isn't on like the drama in their life. It's just like talk about why you made this music. And I really appreciated that. But it's all gone now. Yeah. Well, you know, we're getting a little bit of that from Demi Lovato right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I feel like Demi Lovato is one of those artists that like um, so with Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift writes a lot of like metaphors and, you know, that it could be about anybody. It's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, she's like a big storyteller. She right. likes to make up little stories in our and head. And then Demi Lovato is like, fuck you, dad. I have daddy issues. Like, <laughs> like bitch, I've been through it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a little story I made up. Like, this is some real deal shit. Oh, speaking of music, uh, we never really talk about music, but why not? Um, I was listening to Eminem. M's latest album uh mm-hmm. last night on my drive home I want to say it came out last year because he has a song about coronavirus and it can did, we yeah. yeah can we just appreciate Eminem for a minute he has got to be one of my favorite rappers the stuff that he raps about the raps like the rhymes he comes up with I'm just like I'm always so impressed with him like yeah he was a little gross and a little raunchy and he definitely made a song about killing Kim but now that he is sober <laughs> I feel like his music is just like so much more powerful it's always about like overcoming things agreed okay first off I have been dying to do a look recently um very Kim inspired with (laughs) (laughs) I want to go back to that lip that she had because I personally in high school like thought it was like kind of hot I don't know why but I've been wanting to do it but yeah my boyfriend is obsessed with Eminem so I always love having like deep talks with him about just like the evolution of his career Mm -hmm. and where he started and even there's been times where I haven't liked Eminem's music but it's also been very telling of where he was in in his life at that point which everything's been really raw with him and he's always talking exactly about his struggles kind of reminds me of DMX a little Mm -hmm. bit um but yeah yeah all good stuff there yeah 
yeah. Big fan. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how I got onto Eminem. I think I was listening. I mean, I've been I've been on my like '90s bullshit for a while now, and I I listen yeah, to. Yeah, I see you've been playing the "I Got Five on It" playlist a lot. Oh, every I morning. Okay, so yeah. sometimes you need something with like really good beats on your way to work in the morning when it's like 7 a.m. So I listen to, and I like Dr. Dre in the morning and I like, yeah, I like just kind of like heavier stuff. Um, it just puts me like, okay, I'm going to go like kill this day. Um, Yeah. Kind of stuff. I'm going to crush it. Um, so what are you using in your beauty routine? So I'm working on getting, um, on a better morning SPF Mm. routine. You inspired me with that 90%, uh, (laughs) fact that most uh, 90% of our skincare problems come, you know, can be alleviated with SPF, um, Mm -hmm. or come from the sun. So doing that, um, I'm still playing with Fenty and mixing it with other products. And, um, I just wanted to report to you that I had the gnarliest (laughs) pimple pop up this week. Oh my God. It was like the pimp that kept on giving. It started (laughs) as like a big painful bump next to my chin came to the surface. And then I was like, Oh my God, let me strategize before I actually pick this thing. Because it was the kind that if I picked it, there was going to be a massive scab for at least a week. So shout out to some major products that helped me. Um, the first one was the inner peace cleanser. Um, that dissolves oil and sebum without oil cleansing total Mm -hmm. recommendation from you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, pimple patches. Oh my God. I went through so many and each one was Mm. so cloudy white after it. If you've ever used a pimple patch, you know, like after you go to bed with one and you wake up, like usually there's like this film material. Is that what you would explain it as? Um, yeah. I mean, that's literally the pus. It's the white blood cells, um, fighting the bacteria. Exactly. And I just wanted to say, I know we were like, you can't use Biore patches anymore. And that, you know, probably felt mean to you. But like, (laughs) it's that instant gratification of seeing it all on the patch. So if you miss that from the Biore patches, go to the pimple patch, you will be very happy with that. (laughs) Um, The next product that helped me out was the Sunday Riley Saturn Sulfur Spot Gel just dries that sucker out. So I was doing like a pimple patch for an hour, the Saturn to dry it out and then Mm -hmm. making sure my face was super clean because girl, every time oil could build up in my face, this sucker was filling up. It was so gross, but just want to shout out those products. And the Saturn by Sunday Riley is so amazing, but that sulfur smell is so nasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Sulfur is really good in a spot treatment. I actually can't use it. I'm way too sensitive to sulfur. Um, but no way. yeah, and they put it in a lot of um, acne stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about this is if you ever have one of those like really painful throbbing pimples, um, which it sounds like this one was, you can also do a little bit of ice um, on oh. it and hold ice on there for, you know, a few minutes. And that will kind of calm the swelling and alleviate that throbbing. Um, and then that kind of helps you to like leave it alone, because I think an, a reason we dig at our face is because it, it hurts. It's painful. It's true. So good to know. Another thing I could use that little like frozen flate face globe for that we'll talk about. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I've been using, so I finished up my Causerx Propolis Light Serum and I kind of wanted to use some more stuff in my collection before repurchasing that. So I have something by the brand Peach and Lily, which is their glass skin serum. This is a K-Beauty inspired brand. It is a an American brand, but the owner is Korean and she gets the stuff um I believe her products are formulated in Korea, but they, oh, cool. but the company's based out of LA. Um, mm-hmm. So I had this in my collection already and I use it on nights that I'm not exfoliating. So like my off nights, um, it has peptides, niacinamide and peach extract. And so far, super big fan, um, not sticky at all, which is, you know, I can't stand the like sticky gummy serums. I 
I hate no. it so much. Um, glass skin is a reference to the Korean beauty trend where you just have this like really um, kind of poreless glistening skin, um, which is not real and not attainable, but it's still fun and it makes for nice skincare. Absolutely. I was actually about to bring up to you that I feel like um, we're seeing niacinamide in a lot of yeah. products right now and they're really pushing that. So we should totally do an episode just breaking down like what that is, what you'll find it in and why you may want to use it or not. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you remember the Korean beauty trend that started actually right before we went into lockdown? It was called like Seven Skins. No. What oh gosh, they were like that? preaching um to just keep putting like serum after serum after oh, serum yeah. on and like it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, they like they like to layer up the products. Yeah, and layering is okay. You need to layer, yeah. but this was one of those internet trends that even like, you know, estheticians were coming on and being like, This has gone too far, this is ridiculous, this well, is not going to help your skin. And everything right. was um products were reacting badly with one another once you have that much on your skin so people were like oh why why is this supposed to make me look so good and my skin's actually breaking out right well things so some things don't play well with each other some things need to be Mm -hmm. kept at different phs um and then you get to a point where what you're just putting on top can't there's no way it can penetrate to the skin you've got too Mm -hmm. many layers so yeah it's just one of those unnecessary internet things like, yeah, and then if you go and try and put makeup on after that, good uh, luck. Yeah. yeah. No. No, you don't get you don't get all the skincare and the makeup. You, you, no. You get one. You get one. Yeah. <laughs> um you got to pick fighter. Yep. <laughs> do you have any new purchases or anything new you're playing with right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, so um I did lots of airbrush makeup this week, so I purchased some tanner shades. Um I also purchased the Supergoop vitamin C, mm. so I'm excited to try that. Hoping my shipment comes soon. Um I'm testing the Maybelline lip crayons mm-hmm. for long wear. Um, and I also did a pretty big purchase of the NYX like nude colors. I want to hunt for a specific color and look, and I'll know when I find it, but I love luxury products. Sometimes you have to teeter to that line of using luxury and it's beautiful or needing makeup to stay and be long wear and show up in pictures. And sometimes we got to go back to the lower budget products for that. So mm-hmm. that's where I am. Um, the other thing I'm really excited about that's a new purchase is the Graftobian palette in light colors. Uh, there's a certain light skin tone that has zero yellow to it. Um, and I've been struggling with that with my own like foundations. I do mm-hmm. have some mixing mediums where I can add literally like a pigment of white to it, but a lot of stuff for like lighter skin tone still has way too much yellow in it it's it's bad what so what is grafto graftobian what is that yeah graftobian is a brand um of professional products but they're really known for um their kind of like waxy creamy consistency kind of in those like little long palettes that just has your no frills pigment to it um okay so it's it's base it's base products it is. They okay. are face products. I think they make some other stuff, but that's what they're the most known for. But they um, have a light palette and it's like completely white base. Like it does not have any yellow to it. So mm-hmm. going to try that out. I'm excited for that. And I'll let you guys know what I think of it. I think undertones is the thing people struggle with the most because mm-hmm. I think people th- think that they're one or the other or like yeah. – that you're either warm, cool, or neutral, and that's the only three options you can be. And I think learning about the skin, so our skin is made up of pigments of brown, white, yellow, red. And so it's not just like you turn one on and you turn the other one off. It right. We're all variations of those. And so I think people get too caught up in like, I can't tell if I'm warm or if I'm cool. or And I, and I think most of us are combinations 
of all of them, just in different variations. Wouldn't you Absolutely. Agree? Yeah. And and I definitely think that um no matter who you are or how comfortable you are with yourself, like people have a hard time with their own eye seeing color of right. their own skin. Um I even struggled with that for a really long time. I would try to go cool or warm and I am totally neutral, just completely Mm -hmm. neutral. Um, And you're bringing up such a great point of you don't just go for one because then you think if you're adding makeup to your face, you're also adding a blush that's probably either a warmer or a cooler color. And then under your eye might be a totally different color or maybe you want to go for a cooler color to kind of like make your eyes pop. There's a lot to learn from it and that's why I'm always like – see a professional, right? They can totally help you out, match some stuff for you. And you only have to see them like one or two times and they can even help you shop if you need it. Um, but make sure you pay the right price. So yeah. yeah. And let's be paid for the And time. then you go to Mac and they switch their warm and cool just to confuse you. Dude. And- <laughs> yes. I and, can- and I feel yeah. sometimes with Mac that their neutrals are just very dull. And I feel like their yeah. other colors are just very yellow. And yeah. there's nothing against Mac. I like some of their formulations. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, you know, there's only certain type of people that you want to use those colors on. Right. No, I. this isn't me dog, like dogging on Mac at all. I just mm-hmm. think they totally went. So for everybody who doesn't know, um, there's generally like the cool is going to be a little more pink and the warm is going to be a little more yellow. And then when you go to Mac, they flipped that. And so while the industry standard is one way, Mac's like, no, we're going to, we're going to do it different. Yeah. They're so extra like that. They always like to set themselves apart, which I really appreciate, but also like, don't do that to people. People are already so confused when it comes to makeup. And you know, what's funny about it is like Mac is a Canadian company. Like you wouldn't think of Canadians being like, um, I think of Canadians being very agreeable and polite and I would not think of them. being like full of themselves and extra you're you're so right about that but I feel like every girl I know that's involved in like beauty in um Canada they're always wearing the most extra makeup (laughs) like in a beautiful way like it's very beautiful and glamorous but I just know from my eye I'm like damn like that's a lot of makeup actually yeah that's a full glam face maybe it's because they're cold and they need the extra layers or because it's cold there and they can get away with wearing how much makeup Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. definitely um let's see anything else for you one last thing that I am Mm -hmm. trying out is um this uh new brush brand it's it's new to me um but it's a Korean brand called energy um I'm trying to stock up on my synthetic brushes after we did that makeup brush episode I felt this was one area where my kit was kind of lacking so I'm switching over to a lot of like waxy cream based formulas especially since it's getting hotter in the south so I'm seeing that the synthetic brushes are super important for that Hmm, interesting well you'll have to let us know what you think of them Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about pop culture news. <gasps> yes. Um, so this week, Morphe cut ties with Jane Charles and um, YouTube demonetized him. So if you're not caught up on this drama, here's the quick tea. So a few years ago, Jeffrey Starr accused James of texting underage boys and being like very sexual and also trying to like trick people into sleeping with him, even like straight dudes. That's what the whole claim was. He mm-hmm. would even pick like straight dudes and be like, oh, I can turn them, blah, blah, blah. So Tati, another big YouTube star. YouTube star made a video backing up Jeffree Star's claims and basically lost her entire career over it. And at the time it came out that none of this was true, but now in 2021, we are seeing him in the same situation with receipts. So it's all come full circle. Um, Kelsey, I wanted to let you know that this week in one of my makeup artist groups, when everybody was like popping off Mm -hmm. about this, I saw someone refer to Jeffree Star as Jafar Starfish. And I can't (laughs) refer to him by anything else now. (laughs) Yeah. God, the industry hates Jeffree star i um so i i don't know 
I don't know. He doesn't upset me as much as I think he does other people because, and I think it's because I, I mean, I've known Jeffree Star since MySpace days, right? And like I was MySpace friends with him. And I think he's always just, he's never, I just don't see him claiming to be like a good person or a role model. I think he's, True that. I yeah. think he's just like, I'm a, I had a shitty upbringing. I'm a shitty person. I do shitty things and I'm looking out for myself. And um, I just I kind of appreciate the unapologeticness. Now, you know, the racism is not to be, um, you know, ignored. Like you're you're a racist. Like I, you know, he's a racist. And um, mm-hmm. but I think like I think the younger generation doesn't realize what it was probably like for him in the year two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. Seriously, right? Yeah, right. And so, yeah, like he probably projects a lot of hate because exactly. he's been given a lot of hate. Exactly. It's to, to me, I look at him and I see, oh, defense mechanisms. That's yeah, what you've that's developed. Very true. Yeah. So I haven't really been following. So I used to watch Tati, and I remember the bi sister. Yep. Was the video and I remember being like what because Tati so James Charles did Tati's makeup at her wedding mm-hmm. like they were they we're all best friends yeah we're all best friends yeah <laughs> um and I always feel like anytime something comes out someone would risk their entire career to accuse another big person of an act there is some truth within that you know, and people were like, oh, there's no proof of this Tati or whatever. And I'm like, but maybe we need to really look at this because she wouldn't just make this up. Um, yeah. And I think this goes back to the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, and um, just looking at how hard it would be for people to come out and say this and how we're instantly like defending the celebrity. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with James Charles. But you have to remember, James Charles, his career was based, it got started on a lie. So he got famous because of his yearbook, senior yearbook photo when he was like, my highlight wasn't popping, so I made them retake it. And everyone thought that was hilarious. And he went on Ellen to talk about it, whatever, whatever. But then it came out and that's how he got famous. And he became the first cover boy for cover girl. And then it came out. He actually just Photoshopped his picture. It, he didn't retake it. There was like all, this whole story he had made up that, uh, that got him famous. Publicity. Yeah. Right. And it's who, like. Who is your PR team? Right. Chris Jenner. I mean, granted, he was, what, 17 at the time or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, when you're 17 and of course you're going to lie about things to make yourself seem cooler. But it, we have to remember his career. I mean, that's what started his career was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, of course, he's not a good person. Um, I I also wonder with Tati, you know, after being, you know, people just really canceled her after so, this. I mean, um, she, and I wonder if anything will come back with her or if she'll know. be back in the spotlight. I think Who she's knows? done with YouTube. I think she's I think really so done. I think, I mean, we haven't seen her for like two years and I actually really enjoyed Tati um, mm-hmm. because she was one of, she was known for her reviews. Um, not so much tutorials. And I, and I liked, I, I mean, I like reviews. I like hearing people use products that, you know, I can't afford to, and nor do I need to buy every new product, but I like to hear if it's good or not. Absolutely. Um, I guess that's kind of why we have this podcast. We just want to talk about stuff. Absolutely. That's it. That's why we're here. (laughs) Bring it all around. Okay. So do you, should we get into today's topic? 
Yeah, so I thought we would start with the tools we hate so that we can end on a positive note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so let's start with um, ones we hate, Kelsey. Sure. So um, there's going to be a common trend with these beauty tools that we hate, or I guess specifically I hate, which is these are professional devices that people are attempting to do things themselves at home. And I mean, there's a reason people become licensed professionals in these things. Just like you hire someone to do, I don't know, repairs in your home or repairs on your car. Um, when it comes to like your face, maybe, maybe trust a professional because, mm -hmm. and just accept, you know, we don't all have to be good at everything. You know, it's important to know our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is any at-home microdermabrasion devices. Um, and these are also those like um those like suction pour sucking things vacuums those pour vacuums or whatever They'll so be like diamond glow resurfacing right. these right. are some other keywords you'll hear when you see right. those products so if you don't know what you're doing you can really mess up your skin um the skin is so prone to bruising and so I mean, all you have to do is Google to see how many people have given themselves like hickeys or bruises on their face or really messed up their face from these things. And when you inflict trauma upon the skin, especially on the face, you can create um, kind of lasting damage in um, pigmentation, discoloration and scarring. Um, the next one is at home. Well, wait, hold on. You yeah. did bring up this great point to me one time that um, a lot of times when you're doing these, you're actually like sucking out like things that your skin needs right so, so you think you have this really clean skin mm -hmm. but you've really just done your skin a total disservice right these things are known as um the sebaceous filaments which a lot of people think they have blackheads but they're just sebaceous filaments which are um our skin uses them to um, lubricate the skin with our own natural sebum um so when you're removing those from the skin you're actually just messing up your skin barrier as well Yes. So um, the next one is at-home steamers. Um, so in aesthetics, we use steam, um, but we don't usually apply it directly onto the face or over top of it. It's kind of at an angle away from the face. And um, applying steam directly onto the face and then just not knowing how much is too much steam. Um, and you're usually using this at-home steamer because you're about to pick your face. I know you are. Please don't do it. Just let an esthetician do your extractions. <laughs> it's so true. Because even, you know, back in my, like, kitchen beautician days before I got licensed, that's exactly why I was steaming my face. A hundred percent. I know it. it. <laughs> I know it. And I, I'm looking right at you, all of you that are about to pick your face, and don't do it. Come to the treatment room where I can shame you further. Um, but yes. this brings me to the next point is the comodone extractors. These are those metal little looped tools that you use to something as a blackhead and then you go in on your face and now you've created an open wound on your cheek. Um, again, guys, if you don't know what you're doing, you can really make things a lot worse. Um, for at-home use, use BHA, um, which is salicylic acid to help clear your back blackheads or pimple patches like what yes. Lauren did. Um, please stop picking at your face. When you go see an esthetician, we do so much to prep the skin for extractions. We'll spend about 15, 20 minutes prepping the skin before we even go in and start doing extractions. And this is to prevent trauma and open wounds. And the other thing is with comedone extractors, it's really similar to like tweezing your own eyebrows where you just don't know when to stop. 
You don't know. You're not good at it, mm. doing it to yourself. We are not good at self-regulating with these things. It's true. Once you get in there, because I do have some of these tools, but I use them very sparingly. It's more there for if I have like an emergency or something like that or something my skin pops up. But yeah, you can just go to town and like once you start, you can't stop. And then you walk away from the mirror and you're just like, oh gosh, what did yeah. I do? Yeah. And then you come yeah. see me and and I just, I know exactly what happened. Um, mm -hmm. Just so you know, your esthetician can tell when you picked at your pimple. We can a hundred percent tell. <laughs> and I call that I call Dude, people out on real. it. Everyone <laughs> can tell when you pick at your pimple. Like <laughs> I call them out every time. I'm like, oh, okay, so you've got a pimple there. You picked at so, uh, and, and they're like, mm, yeah, well, and I was like, or they try to lie and be like, no, no, and I'm like, no, no, you pick. I can tell you picked at it. It has a scratched it with his yeah. claw. It <laughs> has like a flat scab on it now, and that's not what the body does. That's what you did. So very true. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to messing with your face, um, I want to talk about the micro needling, which are these like needle rollers. They just they look like almost jade rollers, but they have needles all over them. Um, so please don't do this, guys. Um, this A is not sterile and B, you can't control the depth of the punctures in your skin that you're making. So micro needling by an esthetician, we are creating um, micro injuries into the skin to stimulate collagen production. Um, however, when you're doing it yourself and you have no control over the depth and you're not using a sterile tool, well, now you're just creating wounds onto the skin. And it's sort of like too much of a good thing is not a better thing. Mm. Um, and then finally, I want to talk about the new face. Um, and I don't actually hate this, but I'm not, I'm not in love with it either. The new face, they sell them at Sephora, probably Ulta. Um, I think that they're in a lot of spas. These are microcurrent devices, which tones the muscle on the face. Um, that's where you see a loss of elasticity. So essentially there's, um, just like how we would work out our muscles to build tone, you lose that tone in your your face with time. So this does work, but you essentially have to use it multiple times a week or every day for a long time. And once you stop using it, you're going to stop seeing the results. You may see a temporary tightening effect immediately after usage, but that's going to go away in a couple hours. So I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying it's not a holy grail magic wand. Yeah, I think that's important too to note what you're saying is exactly what it does. Um, also, you know, going into my 30s, I've started doing a little more of those like face yoga things, gua <laughs> shine. I think all of them adding up are really good things to train the muscles in your face because, like you say, with we lose muscle with everything as we age. Um, but the way that they market these products are like basically like you don't need Botox, you don't need a facelift, you just need this, and that couldn't be any farther from the truth. Mm -hmm. Not that you need Botox, and, yeah. but it's just like these these aren't gonna these aren't gonna do what they claim to do. Like um, that's what I'm saying. It's not doing the same thing mm -hmm. as Botox. It's not doing the same thing as a facelift. Like that's just a weird thing to compare it to. Like that that's not really what's happening. Right. My sister in law texted me about gua shaing because I guess gua shaing is now all over TikTok and she was like I saw a girl do it for two weeks and it really like smoothed out and toned her face and I, and I was like I mean there's a little bit of toning to the face that happens but I mean you would you're that she probably didn't do it just for two weeks like she's probably mm -hmm. been gua for a long time and um, just like anything else you just keep doing it 
Um, Consistency I, is always key. Right. Yes. And with a lot of these things, especially like the new face, you can ha- get a lot of these benefits just by doing a nice facial massage while you're cleansing your skin. Um, especially if you go in with an oil cleanser first and a double cleanse. I always use my oil cleanser to really just massage my face and just work those muscles. Oh, yeah. Feels so nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to say, I can't speak on this specifically because I've never tried it, but the electric rotating makeup brushes mm-hmm. that apply foundation, they usually start around $60. Um, Clarisana, Clarisonic makes one. Um, they get amazing reviews everywhere. I went down a serious rabbit hole, but people say it gives like airbrush results. Um, to me, it looks like you're buffing a rock into your skin. Um, it's going to get it smooth and shiny and flawless, but I feel like you're simultaneously buffing off some skin and pushing foundation really in there. Mm -hmm. It also does not look easy to keep sanitized, even though they claim to be super safe and have like microbacterial bristles. Um, I think you need to be massaging and manipulating your skin prior to using foundation your hands are some of the best tools for foundation so um if you want to save some money but if you've ever felt FOMO from not having this tool feel good about not purchasing one (laughs) it's I don't really think it's essential Mm. have you ever tried one Kelsey um no I was so when I worked for Clinique and they sold the Clarisonic cleansing brushes and then they had the attachment that you could use for your makeup application and we had like a quota we were supposed to meet we had to sell so many a week and I was like, yeah, I'm not selling that. I, I'm not doing it. So, yeah, I've just never had good feelings about it. But every single website you go onto that sells one of these, the reviews are just like out of control, amazing. And I'm like, what's the deal with that? But the next thing I wanted to ask you is, do you have any opinions on at-home light therapy? I'm seeing a mm-hmm. lot of tools and masks coming out with that. Yeah, so light therapy. This is going to be LED therapy or light emitting diodes. Um, so you'll typically see this in a red or a blue light. Um, and there have been some good studies with this. It was originally discovered um, out in space. They were using these light emitting diodes um, and they realized it promoted wound healing. Um, And essentially the damage that's inflicted upon your skin uh, from free radicals and things like that are just the same thing as wounds. Um, It's inflammation. So um, anything you buy for at home use with this light therapy is not going to be the same uh, strength as something that a professional can get. Um, And then these are another thing that would need to be done every day for you to see um, results with. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's move on to tools we love, mm-hmm. Kelsey. So we love our gua sha's. We talked yes. about um, gua sha-ing before. Um, I really like gua sha-ing at night. Um, I, especially um, with my migraines, I feel like I struggle with some puffiness and just some stress overall. And um, I also really like this when I feel like um, maybe my serum or my moisturizer just feels a little too heavy on my skin. I'll let it soak in for a little bit. And then I kind of just go over it with the gua sha. Um, And it's a similar concept to the jade roller, right? Right. Yeah. And I was about to say the next tool I love is the Jade Roller. Um, I love this for de-puffing in the mornings, mm-hmm. as well as using after I put my moisturizer on to make sure it's even all over the face and to slice, like slightly push it into the skin a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I have encountered in some mature clients that I guess lose some of that elasticity that sometimes you'll put, um, especially like the gel cream moisturizers, you'll put it on the skin, but it'll kind of like stay in Mm -hmm. one area where maybe there isn't as much fat there. It's almost like a little cave. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say the Jade Roller has really helped me out in those situations too. So if you are a more mature person or you've lost some elasticity in there, it will really kind of like smooth everything out for you right before makeup. And it's not like a miracle cure, but it's definitely nice. Mm -hmm. Plus it feels really nice. 
It does feel so nice. Um, the other thing I really love is my ice roller. I got mine off my off Amazon. Um, it's my favorite for headaches, but it also really helps with any puffiness in the face. Um, you will see a temporarily tightening of the pores with this. Um, that's just thermodynamics. It doesn't shrink your pores or anything like that. But, um, you know, just like how cold things tighten up, um, you will see some nice tightening with the skin after you use this. I use it on my forehead, but then I'll just continue on and just massage my entire face with it. Yeah, I bought one too. I really like it. Um, there is this like old Hollywood trick that a lot of women used to do where they would dunk their face in ice before mm-hmm. they did their makeup because it does kind of like temporarily shrink the pores. But like if you're looking for that or want to try that out and see if it works for you, you can use just one of these little ice rollers right before you start going in with your um, skin prep for makeup. So that's kind of fun. Um to back up on the ice roller, also the face globes are something that I really like to use. I'm puffier around my eyes, both underneath and on the lid. Um, I like the roundness of the face globes because they fit perfectly in that area. Um, I also purchased mine in pink glitter, and that makes me super happy. <laughs> Another thing on top of the face globes that's kind of the same shape, it's just mm-hmm. like a small roller ball shape, are the actual roller balls. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super nice for applying eye creams and depuffing. Not essential, but they're nice. Right. If you do struggle with puffiness around the eyes, Look into things like roller balls or um, jade rollers or even your face globes and work those underneath that eye area just to help with the deep puffing. Yeah, especially with pollen and allergies coming out, that could be like your best friend. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to talk about... Um, so uh, dermaplaning for the face. So I don't recommend you dermaplane your face at home yourself, but there are some options for you to get really similar results that I'm a big fan of. The first one is by the brand Derma Flash. Um, this is a at-home dermaplane, but um, it has a guard on it. So similar to like a men's buzzer where there's a guard on it. So it'll prevent you from cutting yourself. Um, so nice. I really like that one. And it comes with... Um, just like a a, does, um, a reusable razor, it comes with um, a couple different blades because you you want to oh, switch. Oh yeah, I saw out. that. So you can like reattach them, which is also very right. economically friendly. Right, and you want to switch out the blades because they do get dull. Um, mm-hmm. So you won't get that nice um, shave, just like you would on your legs. Yeah, true. So um, the Dermaflash just came out with a new gadget called the Dermapore. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on this? I looked up the internet description and um, it says Dermaflash's two-in-one ultrasonic tool pushes serums deep in the skin and extracts sub- stubborn clogged pores. The unique spatula tip makes it easy to get hard to reach areas by the nose. Yeah, so I'm not really a fan of these for civilian use. This concept actually um, and this technology has been used in aesthetics for a long time. It's essentially using electrical currents on the face. Um, one of them, it like it said, it kind of will push out things out of the pores. However, you're just really pushing out those sebaceous filaments. Um, and then the other one is to help products penetrate deeper into the skin. Um, but this is um, a tool with like a metal edge to it. So again, if you don't know what you're doing, you can really hurt yourself and, and you probably won't know when to stop either. Touche. <laughs> um, the next thing I want to talk about is tinkle razors, um, which are probably the most famous um, face like shavers. Um, so if you're someone who gets really irritated with waxing, these are great for little touch-ups for facial hairs. Um, it's what I use on my blonde unibrow. Same. Yes. <laughs> it helps with those vellus hairs so mm-hmm. much, especially when they're light and blonde. Yeah. And I keep it in my car because I feel like that's always when you see, I'm like, oh, my fuzzy blonde mustache is back. Yeah. 
them. Yes, the fuzzy blonde mustache is always what the Tinkle Razor is like getting me through in life. Right. So really big fan of Tinkle Razors. Um, they're super cheap. They usually comes in packs of three. So this is an mm-hmm. option you have for um, facial hair removal as well. Yeah. Um, the next thing I was going to say is they sell mini portable fans. Mm-hmm. You can find these on Amazon. I love these. They are great for applying lashes and also for personal hot flashes. Mm-hmm. I've um, definitely had some women in my chair that are like maybe getting like nervous or like, you know, for their event or whatever they're doing. And it's helped with that. Um, it's also saved my butt when I use to use strip lashes. Um, someone always comes over last minute when I'm packing up and it's like, oh, this list did a little bit. So it's really nice to get the glue on and then have like a little tiny fan to like sit there and kind of mm-hmm. make it dry a little bit quicker. Also great for a selfie if you're looking for that Beyonce look and you know you want your like hair blown back. It's just it comes with like a little lanyard so it can go around your neck. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan. And then the um a lot of them nowadays are rechargeable by USB. So mm. you can just recharge them without using batteries, which is nice. Yeah, we use uh, these a lot in aesthetics for chemical peels. Just to I kind didn't of, know that. Mm-hmm, just kind of cool off the skin a little bit. Yeah, to help with like the tingly, itchy sensation. Yeah, love mine. Um, another thing I love is the I have a little disposable ring for lash glue. Uh, this is such a lifesaver for individual lashes. And I totally wasn't even going to bring this up. But every time I use it, girls um, are always like, Oh, my God, I, I like to put on lashes at home and the glue I never know where to put it or it's getting everywhere. So it's literally just a little tiny ring that fits on your pinky and it has a little circle in it and you sit the glue in there and then you can just take your little lash and just get just enough glue on there to apply on the eyelash. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is the clear acrylic palette for makeup. Those are great, especially if you're using like a lot of cream products or like me, I'm in between colors all the time and I'm more of like a a neutral complexion. So I like to mix a lot of my products and it's like the perfect place to do that. Another beauty tool I love is Velcro rollers. Um, These are great lazy girl hacks because you can get volume in your hair and you can move on and do your makeup and just let your hair sit in the position and let it cool down. And then you'll have like big voluminous hair when you're done with it. (laughs) And um, another tool I love is humidifiers. Humidifiers are totally a beauty tool. Great for your skin, your environment and plants as well. Um, I also love those silicone scrubbers for cleaning your makeup brushes. Yeah. You can even get them in a glove now, which I, I really want to do. Cause you just kind of like put your hand under the sink and mm-hmm. start swishing it around. Um, so great for cleaning brushes. And then the last beauty tool that I love is, oh, sorry. I have a few more actually mm-hmm. D- dry brushes. We talked about those in, um, one of our episodes. Those mm-hmm. are amazing. They have claims for helping with like cellulite and stuff like that. I do think they help to smooth out the skin. What do you think, Kelsey? Yeah, definitely. We, so we talked about dry brushes in our self tanning episode. Yes, that was yeah. it. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So um, they claim dry brushing on the body can help with cellulite, but I think it's more just to help with stimulation, lymphatic drainage, as well as a little exfoliation on the body. So love those. Yeah, I definitely notice I don't think I get great circulation around my legs. Um, so for me, that's super helpful, especially after standing a long day of doing makeup appointments. It's really nice to just kind of get that stuff going again. Mm. Um, the next thing I was going to bring up is Kelsey was telling me that you totally don't need this product <laughs> and you don't. Um, it's very similar to the gua sha, but it's the gold bar. Um, don't spend more than $20 on one. It's 
kind of looks like the jade roller in shape, but there's a little gold bar on it and it's battery operated and it just kind of vibrates and um, you go around your skin like you would with the gua sha. Actually, my injector came over to my house this week to freshen up my Botox and I get that lip flip and she had me place it under my chin for vibration when she did it. Do you know why she does that? I can tell no, you. I was going to ask you, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. why is she doing that? So it's the same reason why, um, so you do it to confuse the nerves on the skin so they're not focused on the injection or the pain of the injection so sometimes you'll see injectors do like some tapping or some shaking or some rubbing of the skin around the area of the injection right before or like during the injection and it's to confuse the nerves it's the same concept as um, if you've ever had like a large part of your body waxed like a leg or anything like that when they remove the strip they'll immediately put their hand down and apply pressure and doing that helps helps alleviate the pain and again you're just confusing the nerves so that's why she that's does it that's really cool yeah something um the person that I used to go to in Maryland if you're in the Maryland area and listening I highly recommend seize the day Medi spa over on the eastern shore um that's kind of where I started my Botox journey but she always had me hold like a stress ball or something mm-hmm. in my hand and she was like clients don't know what to do with their hand mm-hmm. and it's, it's the perfect way so like now when I'm with the person that I go to now who I love um I always like kind of like put my hands in the praying position mm-hmm. like and just like squeeze my hands together like while she's doing anything you know what's really funny I do I saw Kim Kardashian do this on an episode I don't even know what I think she was having like dental work done or something but she was pinching the back of her hand to distract (gasps) her from the pain that she was having I would love to be in her mind because you know she probably has so many tips and tricks Uh because her whole life is just about not how she feels, but what she looks like, you right. know? So like even watching her get in like a latex suit and stuff, like she probably has so many psychotic tips that will like get you through right. well, <laughs> something painful you have to do. I've had a lot of dental work done. And so I did this trick a lot and it, it was really helpful. Ah, so good to know. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next beauty tool I would say is alligator clips. Um, for getting your hair out of your face while you're doing your makeup. I always see Bailey Syrian use mm-hmm. these and kudos to her. Yeah, they're so great. They're so, such simple little tools, but really like you don't want to have a little dent in your hair and a lot of times our hair gets in the way. So right. So these, for that. these are those little metal clips that you use like around the like kind of forehead area to hold the hair back. Yeah. And then these won't leave a crease in your hair. That's why people, I don't use them. So I was just wondering. Yeah, the ones that usually have like um something underneath the actual clip, um, you'll notice it when you see it. Those are put there to make sure that they don't leave a crease in the hair because otherwise the two metal pieces of the clip will come together and they will actually crease the hair. But when there's kind of a little barrier in the middle there, um, it helps to make sure that it stays smooth. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then the next thing I love are velvet puffs for powder. Mm -hmm. I actually buy my velvet puffs in a triangle shape. And the reason for that is because it really helps me in makeup make guidelines, um, Mm. especially on a lip. Some people don't even have a lip shape anymore. And it doesn't matter your age, just some people genetically are not gifted with it. So being able to take the actual triangle of it and kind of like build out the lip with the lines and same with that corner area of your eye that you can get in trouble with if you kind of go a little too far over or a little too thick and then putting um powder on a velour puff and pressing that into your skin is going to give you like 
the most high coverage powder that's going to stay there all day if you're in kind of like dry, humid climates. Um, that would be really, really helpful for you. And then also if you have little like mistakes with your foundation, just kind of like buffing it out with that velour is really nice as well. Hmm. That's like what Tati made. She made that little powder puff. I think she did make something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that when I hear that, I want to roll my eyes because I'm like, these things have been used since like the 1920s. You know, I I think of them um, like drag queens always powdering up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I specifically said go for something if you are looking for something that will help with shape, Um, even making a cat eye, actually. Um, The triangle ones are really, really nice because usually they come in kind of like that uh, big circular powder puff is what most people think of. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last two things that I love that are beauty tools are the makeup eraser or any type of knockoff. I think that really does like help get some of the makeup out of the skin. Um, and then reusable cotton rounds are great as well. Yay, we love um, Bamboo Switch. That's the brand I use. I love those. Yeah, I have a different brand. I've been meaning to update everybody on it, but I've been using them for about like two or three months now, and it's great quality, and I love having them. I think I'm going to actually put some in my professional kit as well because I always go through – my first step is always taking a cotton round – with micellar water to like prep the face. And then I also use another cotton round to put behind the eyelash for when I'm doing mascara. Mm. So trying to figure that out because I'll definitely still need like a reusable one for the mascara part. But I think that the reusable cotton rounds will be helpful. You know, in when I do facials and stuff, I hate using cotton rounds because they get cotton everywhere. I use something that it's called like a four by four or two by two, which is more of like a woven material. I cannot stand cotton rounds because they leave little cotton pieces like where the eyelashes and the brows or men with beards. Like I can't deal. I can't deal. This is very true. It does technically happen a lot. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, what made you happy this week? You have some big news. Oh, yeah. So yesterday, Trevor's dad dropped off a car for me. Um, (laughs) I know. Like, I don't even know how to begin processing it. I have not had a car for three years, and it's really held me back. I'm grateful for the time that I had of self-healing and shutting myself off from the world and having to learn new skills and coping mechanisms. But I am ready to be reintroduced to society. (laughs) So I'm excited to pick up more work, and I'm excited to get stuff done when I need it to be done. And maybe I can even make some friends now that I have a car <laughs> it's so exciting that's um I I feel like you're like just got your license you're gonna yeah. go out you're gonna go to TJ Maxx and look at candles yeah it's good for you I'm excited for all the opportunities and adventures this will bring you well, thank you. And then I also wanted to announce that I'm super happy because Kelsey and I are going to work on a giveaway for y'all soon. Um, so be on the lookout. Yeah. And we would love for everyone to participate because we're totally trying to gain more followers by giving someone a gift. So please, please. Yeah. Plus everyone likes giveaways. Absolutely. I love them. Um, so two of my succulent propagations are working. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> so I have I have maybe like 10 leaves um, from different succulents that I just have in a, um, a big pot of dirt. And some of them, um, most of them have just been not working. And then I checked on them yesterday and two of them have roots. And I was like, oh, my God, it's working. It's happening. It is happening. It's such a slow process. I'm so impatient. That's what I keep telling Trevor I need more plants for. I'm like, they're they're all on the same watering schedule and it's just too easy. Like, I, I want them to be more high maintenance. 
Well, I love gardening. I'm trying to give them their space and not overcrowd them. You know, I want them to just feel comfortable and grow. But it really, it really happened why I wasn't even paying attention. I think I was checking on them too much. And then I turned around and I'm like, oh, you guys are doing good. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. I love watching like a good time-lapse video of plants and stuff like that. It's just so magical. Oh, that's fun. All right. Well, happy Earth Day, everyone. I hope you all have a good week and we'll talk to you all later. All right. Bye.